and only podcast made by a cow. And today I've got a special guest and that guest is... It's me. Yes, it's you. It's Gabby Bell. Welcome. Welcome to the show. The cow is... You can see the cow, but the audience can't. Yeah, I can. You want to confirm that for... Yeah, I can see the cow. She's here. She's recording it. Yeah. She's recording the podcast. Uh-huh, 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 Exactly. She's real. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, how are you on this fine day, on this afternoon for me, morning for you? Yes, I'm doing well. I'm glad to be here. This is my yes. first podcast. Yes, and you appearance. Look, yeah, ever. Yeah, huh. ever, ever. I feel honored. Well, I hope you enjoy the experience and it doesn't scar you from podcasts forever. <laughs> I will never do another podcast after this. I'm done. <laughs> I'm I just it. have to point out as well um, how jazzy your shirt is. Um, Thank you. How do I describe the shirt to the audio listeners? It's kind of like. It's like a classic button up with a collar, but it's got like, yes. it's cut into like tiles and it's, it's fun. It's very yeah. fun. It yes. has drawings on it. Uh, Let me see if I can get the back. Oh, dollars. We've got dollars. It's got like baby blue, like a nice royal pink. blue, millennial pink, and then a more fuchsia pink. It's great. It's very me. I love it. No, and it goes well with your background because you've got a bit of pink and blue going on. Exactly. In your... So it's it's great. It's all. I it's saw all it at working. the men's section. Exactly, and, and we love that. We love that because clothing Never is not gendered. Gendered clothing should not be gendered. It really, I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, I, I totally even agree. I cut it because it was a little big, but fair, fair. That's all right. I did that the other day with a shirt. Um, because they are always too long for me, like t-shirts. They are. Yeah. Are you small? I am. Okay. I did a height reveal in my latest video. Yes. Comparing it to Gordon Ramsay. Yes. So it's a picture of me standing next to Gordon Ramsay, (laughs) photoshopped, of course. I didn't actually meet him. And I'm I'm four foot nine, if you don't know. Wow. So you're even (laughs) smaller than Anna Marie Fosino. How tall is she? She's 4'11". Oh, I didn't small. know she was a small one too. Yeah, you're you're even, you you are the smallest commentary YouTuber probably. Apart <laughs> from like have... children on commentary YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> we need superlatives for the commentary community. <laughs> That's awesome, I love that. Um, how old are you if you don't mind me asking? Or is that a secret that you don't tell? no I'm, t- I'm 24 okay so you're done growing pretty much you're not gonna... yes i'm very much done grow i've i've been done growing since fourth grade fair fair fair, fair. yeah because well, i saw i think my mom pulled out like i don't know we were moving this was like years ago they were moving mm. and they pulled out like all the old school records and stuff from public school and they showed like when you go to the doctor and they measure you when you're growing up in like elementary school mm. And it was like, I grew from 4'7 to 4'9. And I was like 10. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Is that I it? Remember, yeah, I remember going to the doctor actually, because they do checkups and you're like, you'll probably grow to this height when you're growing mm. up. And they were like, you'll maybe grow to five foot one. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Wow. And so that was very interesting. They actually proposed, sorry, this is like TMI, but I don't really care. Oh, I love it. They, 
they proposed this hormone therapy for me to grow taller and it was really weird and sketchy and i'm glad that i said no as like a Mm. 10 year old Mm. they're like you can grow taller if we like manipulate your hormones and shit and i was like no (laughs) no thank you because there's a bunch of weird side effects yeah you don't need to be taller like it's nothing wrong with being small it's not like i was a detrimental small like i was just a normal small. that being said are there some rides you can't go on surprisingly no oh good okay <laughs> surprisingly good, i'm good, like good, just good. tall enough okay. like i'll stand next to the thing and i'm like here <laughs> wow okay well that's I'm really like about that- that was the only thing I was thinking. I was like, oh wait, certain things. Plus, I don't really like roller coasters anyway. Oh, fair, 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 fair. Oh, and driving. Like, Does it make driving a little bit annoying? Yes, I have mm. to get a car that fits my size. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I have an SUV mm. that works for me and I could see the top of the hood. Not every car works. Like mm. Chevy Impala does not work for me. Mm-hmm, it is very mm-hmm. long and I am very small and my feet don't touch the pedal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some things like that, but like once you cater your life to your height, it's not that bad. Yeah. Well, like, you know where you'd have a good time? Um, Japan. Because, yes, I did. Yeah. Oh, so you've been. I went I went two years ago. So mm. not super recently. I went in like yeah. 2019 and it was a stopover. Mm. So we had a 24 hour stopover in Tokyo before we went to Thailand. Mm. So I was visiting my sister who lived there, which she is listening to this. Hello, hi Nina, mm-hmm. <laughs> called out. So we were visiting her. Everyone was my size in Asia and I, I felt very at home. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I mean, I'm when I went to Japan, like I'm, I'm not super duper short, I'm quite small. I'm like 5'3", which is smaller than average, okay. but it's not, uh, if we compare it to like, you and Anna I I think I'm kind of not like like, whoa yeah 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 I'm kind of like yeah not not sort of unique small I'm just normal sized yeah um, yeah and I loved like everything being small there like the bath was small and but the thing is my partner at the time um whom I went with was quite tall uh (laughs) like five well not like super duper tall but like five ten but for japan i guess that's that, still yeah and that i was just, very much above average yeah and we were eating pringles on the subway I, um i can't remember what the name of the subway is in japan i forget what it's yeah. called too and um he couldn't get his hand in the pringles tube because the tubes <laughs> are smaller there and this old lady opposite us just started laughing <laughs> I was they're just already like, small. Pringles yeah, cans are already small in the West. Yeah, and you know it was great for me though because my little ha- my little hands got right down in those babies, and I got them Pringles out. Oh no! And it was all good, but I I, I did feel for him a bit, you know. So it, yes, you know, it's my boyfriend is six three. <laughs> what? So it was very rough when he tried to go into the bathroom. He was like, I can't, this is so small. This is, you know, have you seen Tall Girl? No, but I've seen the memes about the it. Milk I've seen crate. people watch it. Yeah, about the milk crate. So is that kind of the, the kind of thing you've got going where you have to stand on things? 
Yeah, basically. I'll I break my neck <laughs> looking at him. It's my a little goodness. it's it's funny. When we were walking around in Japan, we got looks. Yeah. More of like curiosity and how strange it was. That's amazing. I mean, that's like a foot and a half of yeah. difference. I love that Which, though. That's they don't great. use feet in the UK, right? You guys don't use feet. Do you? Uh, yeah, yeah, For yeah. Height, we do. Specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I knew it was something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's no, like no. You guys do. will use Celsius and everything except for height. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we love feet because um it's the whole like on dating apps, if you're a guy and you're six foot and over, it's like a lot of oh. girls are like, I won't go below six foot, which is just like it's so arbitrary. It's like it five foot eleven, right? six foot, like what? What's, What's the, the difference? Yeah, and especially when it's girls who are like our height being like, I have to date someone who's six foot. It's like, girl, you're five two. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just funny. But um, I mean, I will say, though, I do enjoy being the little spoon, regardless of gender of the person I'm with. I do like Same. being the smaller one. Maybe it's because we're used I've... to it. Yeah, I don't know. I feel safe. <laughs> yeah, I like being the little spoon, the baby spoon. And yes, I don't know. I know what you mean. So, <laughs> yeah. But um, I do have a step stool in my kitchen oh. Oh. that I do have. I love that. Even with the step stool, I can't reach some things on like the very, very top. So I have to force Drew to come out there and reach things for me. <laughs> oh, gosh. Wow. Well, <laughs> get by with a little help from my friends am I right there or am we I go right? yes yeah, exactly um but before we get into get right into the thick of it do you want to just tell the people in case they're not familiar with your work about yourself what you do what your channel's about blah 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 just yes. share I'm Gabby Bell I make commentary YouTube videos whether it be funny or not so funny whether it be on a serious topic or just something hilarious that I found. I've been wanting to pivot more to the funny side because that's what I'm I'm good at, I think. It mm. kind of drains me to post. You are funny. You are funny. Topics. Thank you. I try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, yep. I do music as well. I'm Gabby Ooh. Bell on Spotify. Mm. And my patrons get a special song from me at the end of my videos. So I think I that's kind that. of one of my quirks, I guess. Yeah, no, that's great. That's a lovely treat. Um, so if you were to recommend your music to people, um, what what would you say in terms of if you like this artist, you mm. might like my tunes. Who insert artist? What would that be? If you like lo-fi, mm. bedroom pop. Oh yeah, I like bedroom pop and, and lo-fi. Yes, and Japanese city pop. That's Ooh. what I'm at. That's what I'm doing. That sounds like incredibly cool. But that's what I do. Yeah, that is very cool. So I don't know any specific artists that are kind of doing that. No, that genres is good too. Genres yeah. is um yeah, I love me some bedroom pop. Yes. So where is that? So good. And for people that aren't aware, I, I was only made aware of this recently because I'm not like super knowledgeable about music. Um bedroom pop. I guess describes it's a kind of indie that is often yeah self-produced or starts self-produced yes. like a lot of artists that are described as bedroom pop like Clara and stuff aren't self-produced anymore I suppose they're right bigger now but like that's, that's kind, kind of the, of the feel they go for yeah it's the feel and it's kind of um yeah no so big fan exactly yeah. it's like pop 
but self-produced. I was trying to find yeah. a better way to describe it, but yeah, that, that's just about it. Indie pop and they often express their feelings, you know what I mean? Yes. That kind of thing, feelings. which, yeah. Oh, I loved how you mentioned friendship in your um, um, no, 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 normativity. I tried to read the title like seven times and I was like, Tara, Don't I worry. can't. It's okay. I, I struggled during it. So, oh, thank you. Yeah. Yes. Cause people don't talk about friendships enough in like music mm. and like, like, it's just not a thing. And I'm like, come on, like a friend breakup. Oh, it can be just as bad. They're the if worst. not worse yeah i'm guessing if no you... one talks about it no one sings about it exactly like i mean you don't have to go into details but ha have you experienced a friendship breakup yes many times and mm. i actually have written many songs about this which is why i felt seen when you said yeah. it in your in your video but... but like i have one called fall apart where it's like mm. every time i meet my people this sounds so dramatic <laughs> every time <laughs> every time i meet my people we end up falling apart i see their true colors you know mm. they don't stand by me when i'm at my worst so it's got those people that say i'll be there for you no matter what except for when it's not convenient for me yeah or except for when your depression is a a inconvenience in yeah. my life it's not cute and quirky it's actually real yeah exactly and then you're just kind of left there and you're like okay <laughs> what a friend you are <laughs> thanks <laughs> cheers so that's kind of honestly friendship stuff is like one of the main themes in my music so i'm very passionate that. about that literally I most of my songs that. are about that actually <laughs> now yeah. that i'm looking at it's so true like i think this is something and this is something that in my life i, I want to focus more on is like really cultivating and making time like my, at this point in my life my my priority are my friendships in terms of what relationships yes. i have just because yeah those are the people that have like you know stuck by me and like just bring the most joy you know and it's just friends when friends are there and you've got good ones mm -hmm. they're kind of like what make life worth living no that oh sounds gosh, really yes. <laughs> no it's true into, but it's true you know because i've been the person who's like maybe taken for granted mm. those people and then i'm like now in my friendships and relationships i like tell them every day i'm like i love you thanks mm. for being my friend <laughs> exactly exactly um in fact i in my calendar currently i've got not one not two but three big <laughs> gay nights out in my calendar <laughs> i love that with my friends we we we've, we've we've all got gay nights planned out we're like right let's go out be gay and do crime and, and do crime do gay crime specifically yeah, exactly like the you know i don't know if people are aware of the possum memes and the raccoon memes they've kind of become no. a bit of a thing they, they've kind of become a bit of a thing amongst the gays and the memes it's a thing i'll probably explain it in another podcast episode <laughs> oh but, god i'm excited for that. yeah yeah so but exactly no i i appreciate you pointing that out because i think it, it is something that takes uh, it can often take a back seat. Um, yes, bummer. Underrated. Oh, it's betrayed. If you are someone who prioritizes your friendships, it's betrayed as like a lack of maturity. 
Ooh. You know what I mean? I don't know yes. if you noticed that trope in media. Like it's a big thing. And I'd uh, say something like shows like Broad City or any body, buddy comedies, the people around them are like, why are you so obsessed with your friend? And it's like the, the way they behave is like a couple, like a romantic couple. But for some reason, yeah. it's weird when you're like that with a friend. You know That's what I mean? That's very true. Yeah, it's not like how you see it in like movies and and everything as much as we want it to be. Yeah, exactly. Friendship is important. We love friendship. Go friends. <laughs> Yay, friends. Shout Yay. out to friends. So you've recently put, well, you've put lots of videos out recently. You're posting pretty regularly, actually. Um, how long have you been on YouTube? That's a great question because mm. I've been on YouTube for a while. However, I've only been doing commentary for about a year. Mm -hmm. okay. So before that, I was a Premiere Pro tutorial girl because that's what I like did for people as freelance. Yeah. And then I realized I hate making tutorials. <laughs> oh my God. You know what's so funny? When I first what? started YouTube in like early 2020, my first few videos were photography tutorials because photography no was my job before YouTube. And I love photography, but doesn't mean I want my YouTube videos to be about photography. Yes. Did so you I hate like you. making the tutorials? Yeah, I, I found it boring and like you couldn't Me make too. jokes or like you couldn't make that good jokes. And right. I mean, don't get me wrong, there are great photography channels on YouTube, but like, I think that's another thing. It's like quite a saturated thing that once yeah. you've got a few good photography, videography people on YouTube, it feels like, what am I adding here? Whereas with commentary, right. it's like- There's already like the go-to. Right. Commentary like, though, what am I everyone's add? different. Everyone's got a different opinion. Everyone's got a different mm -hmm. take. Like there's never too many, in my opinion, for commentary. I honestly think it's limitless. Yes. Yeah. People have told me that there are too many already. So why should you do it? And I'm like, fuck you. What commentary? <laughs> I'm doing it. Yeah. Really? Like, there's, there's a million commentary channels out there. Like you're not gonna grow doing that like do something else like you're you have a musical talent do something like that and i'm like no you can do both <laughs> and also yeah this, that too this is the this is the thing that that is um whoever said that to them no disrespect but they are wrong um yes <laughs> you know a few years ago tiffany ferg came out with a video and it was something along the lines of commentary youtube isn't just funny white guys and like she goes through the scope of commentary youtube and to be honest it, even that will be like out of date now because since then the pandemic and like how much commentary YouTube has changed. Think of like all the kind of content you get. You get like fashion historians from like yeah. Mina Lay to music comedy-ish kind of like you, Moon yes. Cat, Mr. Beard, you know, and then you've got like the funny white guys. I love my funny white guys. Yeah, you got the funny white guys. <laughs> um and uh, plus Jarvis Johnson <laughs> um yes. and then you've got you know like the political people and mm -hmm. you know I I don't know where I would put myself but somewhere like video essay <laughs> people and you know there's so much there's so many different topics so for like even say, from yeah exactly like even from me to like Salem Toll, I'm butchering your name. Yeah, 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 I know who you mean. Yeah, yeah, you know who I'm talking yeah. about. 
Say for the listeners, Salem Tolivar. I'm so sorry. Is Tovar? Tovar. Tol. I don't know where I got that from. <laughs> Even from me to her, like it is so different in mm. terms of like both being women. Mm. It's like I just think like there's so much variety in commentary YouTube that you can't just like okay here are all the women commentary mm. YouTubers like we don't want. Here are all the white guy ones, here are all the political, even between communities are so different. Well, exactly. Like, um, I mean, I don't necessarily describe myself this way, but I sometimes get described as left tube. And mm. who, who else also gets described as left tube? H bomber guy and ContraPoints who make like two hour videos. And oh like, gosh. we're yes. just not like, you know what I mean? It's like, mine are a lot more sort of in your bedroom, um, chatting you know, about stuff yeah 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 whereas theirs are like full-on production feature like, films they yes. are yeah they are like fucking major scale pro projects so it's like yeah it's just i i think that's a very silly and short-sighted kind of way of looking at it and i think commentary youtube as a genre is going to have the most longevity because mm. People are always going to want to hear people's opinions. People are always going to want to exactly. watch video essays. They're always going to want, want to watch film analysis. Always, and that's another side of commentary YouTube, like film media analysis. Yes, like, there's a whole side of just like movies and TV shows. Exactly. Video games. And that's all they do. And yeah. game, yes, there's literally Thomas Game Docs. Like we'll do mm. video essays on just video games. Mm -hmm. It's like, you can't just throw all of commentary into like, it's oversaturated, don't bother. Yeah. Like, there's so much different stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, and very... I thought about that too, because there's mm. like, vlogging was huge, like five yes. years ago, right? Yes, yes. And I want to say that it's died out, but it obviously hasn't. But I, I like wondered in my own little world while I was folding laundry. Like, <laughs> is commentary YouTube gonna be like, just another niche that is gonna kind of die out and fizzle out and there's gonna be the next big thing? Or is commentary YouTube gonna outlive vlogging? I don't, I don't think it, it, no, it definitely does. And I think there's two things there. There's one in that I think Vlogs may not be the main um, thing. How do I describe it? A lot of people still watch vlogs, even though it feels like yeah. they've died out and they're not like exactly. the, the best content on the platform. And that's not to shit on vlogs. Like there are some right. good vloggers there, right? Um, even if I'm not interested in watching vlogs because I don't have the attention span. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I just personally don't find them that they're not my thing um exactly but, you know at the end of the day some of the biggest channels are vlog channels so someone's watching them perhaps you know and same goes with commentary youtube even if the commentary renaissance dies down and you know i just don't see it as the same thing though because like i said like it's so much more vast and like mm -hmm. so many different types of content come under commentary that I don't think you can even say that it, it could, I don't think it's possible for it to die out. Yeah, Even exactly. if you want it to. <laughs> I feel like vlogging is so hard because you have to feel like you already care about the person. 
in order to feel like watching their video their vlog because it's like this you're like who cares like <laughs> that um, sounds really mean but no i agree and this is something i found interesting like um there's this meme that's like how i sleep at night knowing that i um have never given any money to shane dawson and <laughs> yeah not gonna lie i do have this kind of like little bit of smugness that i'm like i never actually watched that guy Same. um and the reason being is because before, am I am I right in thinking that before the documentaries, mm -hmm. he did like vloggy classic YouTube videos? I think so. Stuff, I, I remember people yeah. would show me his videos in like middle school, mm. and I never really found them funny. I don't know why. Just they were racist. I'm not like I'm not yeah. Well, I'm saying like as a as like a nine year old, I'm not analyzing comedy and like no, what true. makes you something don't have funny. That. Yeah. So I'm just like I am not laughing at this. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. wasn't even like offended. No, that no. Sounds terrible. I'm I'm nine. Like I don't get it. But yeah, you're not. You don't have that. Um, I like didn't understand why I didn't find it funny. I just thought it was like maybe cheap humor yeah boyfriend wears a fat suit for a day yeah like okay and? a thousand dollar mystery box i cloned myself and it's trisha paytas um and like he went through a phase of making like conspiracy videos oh, right, oh yeah. yeah he he apparently contributed to the whole 9 11 conspiracies which is no. awesome that's great um, oh god i wish i didn't know that <laughs> i just don't get it like i just when when people like that when people i i never got the appeal of jeffree star either i just neither maybe i don't know like I, and it's not even i know some people are going to be like oh not liking popular things doesn't make you cool and i'm like I don't understand it's why not they're that, popular. I promise. Yeah. Like, Jenna Marbles totally get why she was popular. Is popular. Yeah. She still is. She's still beloved. Because she's funny. Mm -hmm. And yeah, her dogs are cute. still miss her. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, or there's other big YouTubers that were really popular, weren't my thing, but I could see the appeal. Yeah. Like Emma Chamberlain, for example. Don't yes. really like vlogs, so never watched her stuff. But cracking but personality it. seems like a cool person. Yeah, totally. Yeah, funny, cool. Shane Dawson, yeah, Jeffree Star. Exactly. Where's the appeal? Why? Never Why? got it. Never got it. I never understood it either. Mm. <laughs> it's. I think. Yeah. There was a period where I didn't watch YouTube as much. I think right. because there was just it was vlogs only. You know what? Same with David Dobrik. I'm sorry. When yeah. I remember when he was super big, people were showing me his videos in like high school, and I was like, sorry. I don't get it. He's not not, funny. not to be like contrarian or a no. like popular thing, but like I genuinely didn't get it. It's that kind of content where it's like, oh, uh, my friend, my rich friends and I just fuck around yeah. and that's entertaining. And it's like, to me that I don't, I don't know. I just don't get it. It <laughs> isn't appealing to me. Dude, my friends were like literally sad when Liza Koshy and, and David Dobrik broke up and they were like, I cried. You have to watch the whole video. And I watched it with them and I was like, okay. Uh, yeah. Can I go now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, speaking of, um, you also, both you and I made a video about 
breakup videos on YouTube. Yes, specifically the couple um okay baby. And just to catch people up who aren't familiar with the situation, there's a big family vlogging channel called Okay Baby. Uh man and woman, mid-20s, I believe. Um yes, and they so. have four kids, five. That is <laughs> what people in my comments have told me. So they have a lot of kids by that age. I think their first was 19 or 20 or whatever. They've had a lot of kids and they've broken up and they did this long ass breakup video. And she she didn't, in general, the audience reception was they did not like how the wife or girlfriend came off. I don't know if they're ever actually married or if they're just boyfriend and girlfriend. I think they are. Okay. So it's weird that they phrased it breakup when they're divorce getting divorced yeah (laughs) dividing assets um and it's the same with like i don't know it's just um breakup videos what what kind of world are we living in that they're a thing what are your thoughts tell me your thoughts please (laughs) it's weird because my next the video after that video of i of that sentence made no sense. The video I posted after the video I made about the breakup was the video about YouTuber apologies. And a common theme in both of those videos were public relationships. And I felt in one way, okay, Sabrina, Gus's ex-girlfriend, whomst he abused, has the right to share her story and make that part of their relationship public that is that is a fact that is what happened i'm not saying it's wrong because it wasn't i think it's good that she did that but that is what happened and then on the other hand we have the okay baby couple who both consented to making that part of their relationship public they were both ugly parts of the relationship in which were shared and one reception was I would say mostly positive for Sabrina as she deserves and the other one was mostly hey this is weird and cringy and I don't like this for the okay baby breakup so I just found that really interesting in like Hmm. should relationships be public should they not be they have the right to share it sometimes it makes people uncomfortable sometimes it's good to share like because people can relate or I don't know I feel like sometimes it's important for people to see the bad sides because they can relate and relate is the best word that I can come up with if that makes sense so I just found that a a really interesting dichotomy do you want to hear my thoughts on why that might be yes of course so I've got a couple of theories one being that um in the case of okay baby there are children involved that's mm-hmm. the biggest one and that was my issue with it is that your kids are going to see this your kids are in the background this can't be good for them i mean i don't think little kids should be on youtube anyway um or if yeah. they are i think they should have the same labor laws as child actors because at the moment they don't and they're just being exploited oh, so weird it is very weird second these uh, people share like every detail of their life. So I think for people, it's kind of like, why do you share everything? People find it weird. Whereas like mm. someone sharing like an abuse story who doesn't otherwise make 
content about their relationship that much. I think for every, there was something about it that was like, well, oh, we need to know this. Like it was kind of like breaking the news. And the third and final thing is that in the case of the okay baby couple, I keep wanting to say okay Cupid, it's okay baby. Um, (laughs) It felt a bit like, why are you telling us this? We don't want to know. And like exploiting their breakup for content and for ads. Mm. Whereas like, if someone is a victim of abuse shares their story, that helps people. Um, Yes, it does. You know, and secondly, even if that was like the main focus, that's, that's good in my opinion. But I think also in this particular situation with regards to Sabrina, it wasn't even the main purpose of the video. The main purpose, I suppose, was to talk about, and for those Mm -hmm. who need the context, Sabrina's video was mainly about the fact that she not only had uh, suffered abuse in a relationship, but abuse from the healthcare system and had an ectopic pregnancy. And it led to the point where it nearly killed her and has damaged her body. And that the, the, the sort of moral of the story there is our healthcare system needs to take women's pain more seriously. It's garbage. It is so garbage. So, you know, and I think that was the thing and that made it feel, and it is very authentic. It it didn't feel like I talk about this relationship. No, she didn't name Gus at all. Did not. She didn't. That's the thing. Another thing as well. It's like when you've got two people just bickering on camera, it's like, you just feel like you shouldn't be looking. You're like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Whereas like if someone comes to you really vulnerable, and lets you in and puts their heart on their sleeve, it, it feels more like, oh, wow, you're really opening up to me as an audience member. Yes, and this is important for us to hear. And, you know, you don't do this often. You're not capitalizing off of it, which is funny because Sabrina's video opening up about that was sponsored at the mm. end of it because she needs money, you know? But people Some were- people took issue with that. Yes, they were like, you're just capitalizing off of this. You just want to cancel them, blah, blah, blah. And she made a pinned comment underneath because she saw the backlash, of course. Mm -hmm. And she was like, guys, I just got evicted Mm. from my apartment. Like, I literally breakups are expensive. Do people not know this? Like, when you live with someone, breakups are fucking expensive very expensive it's very Mm. hard in every single way possible like i don't think her sponsoring the video takes away from everything else that she Mm. just said like people are just so like die hard on one side that they just don't want to hear anything negative about their favorite creator I, i like get how that can be difficult at first but i feel like it's another mental level to go and like comment and harass the person I don't know. Audiences get weird about sponsorships regardless though. Um, yeah. It's, uh, they get very touchy about it. And um, I think that's something I just wish, um, I mean, I'm lucky in that my audience are lovely about it, but I do see sometimes yeah. some other creators get flack from their audiences about sponsorships. And I just sort of wish people knew that, you know, I mean, sometimes you do get creators taking the piss a bit, you know, like with, Jake Paul and the gambling shit, you know, stuff like that. Reasonably. Yeah. But for the most part, YouTubers take sponsorships because AdSense is unreliable. You know, it's different 
on every video it's weird and inconsistent there are videos that can get more views but earn you way less money it's very yeah, confusing weird. and weird no one really knows how it works and what it means so it's just regular income and when you've got to pay rent you know that's <laughs> how it is you gotta do what you gotta do so that's, for me um, when i see a sponsorship i'm like on someone else's video i'm like yeah exactly you get that money like, exactly good for you hello welcome back we just had a very strange technical glitch where gabby you're in the middle of speaking can't even remember what it was about now and zoom just yeeted out of here it was just like i've had enough and it just shut down it died it tara took a, a big drink of water and it just mm -hmm. froze like this <laughs> and i thought she was just taking a really big sip of water so i just kept talking <laughs> <laughs> but I think we were talking about sponsorships and ads. I was yes. saying how in a 22 minute show, there's eight minutes of ads. And when a YouTuber has a 20 minute video, they'll take like a one minute brand deal. And I feel like we should not be complaining about that. So this is another thing as well. In the US, it's also a lot more. So really? something, yeah. So something that's like a fun little quirk here is that if you watch a show in the UK that's from the US, you know how when there would be an ad break on a streaming service, it goes to black, but then it just carries on. Yeah. Here in the UK, like we have like a bit of a joke about it where we watch a TV show and they're like, oh my God, the Americans, they have so many ads. <laughs> um, but yeah, exactly. So if you're an American audience member, <laughs> you're probably very used to it. Um, we don't, don't like know. it, but we're yeah. used to it. Yeah, exactly. You're being sold shit all the time. I mean, we are in the UK as well, but just in a different way. Um, yes. Yeah, because we have uh, the BBC, which is like government funded, so there's no ads allowed at all. So if you're watching something on the BBC, oh. no ads. But it's the BBC and they're really transphobic, so, right. you know. So maybe we don't want to watch the BBC. Yeah, no, we don't. Fuck them. Fuck the BBC. Fuck the BBC. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> I'll say that on record. Um, but yeah, I, I think also we, we briefly touched upon your video about YouTube apologies. And I would love to hear your thoughts because that is something that I think we all fear as a creator that we might have to do one day. Um, and really, so you, you have that fear as well. Of course. I mean, I can't, I don't know what for, I don't have anything on the top exactly. of my head that I'm like, oh, I, I, I killed a guy that someone might find out. Like, I don't have that, but, um, I, I don't know. You just, you just, yeah, of course, of course. And I think my question to oh, you yeah. is, do you think there's such thing as a good apology? Because in my experience, I don't know if I've ever seen an apology that has been taken well by the majority but maybe that's just me being yes cynical. no i think you're right and i think i i think i have an answer go on and please. i think it's because we don't see the good apologies because they don't blow up because they were good so it's like it kind of just brushes okay. under the rug because people are like all right i like this and then move on and then we don't hear about it. As in it keeps but contained to their audience and their audience forgive them and it doesn't yes. spread. Interesting. Okay. Because the only, because rage fuels the internet. So we oh, only yes. hear about bad apologies because they're so outrageous. Mm. So I can, 
may I present please. examples? Well, I'll just talk yes. about them. Yeah, that please. People may not know. I think a lot of people don't know. So, so uh, I'm going to bring these up again. But uh, Drew Gooden has an apology video. Did you know this? No. It's very interesting, actually. I found it. And he apologized for a tweet that he made in 2016. But he apologized for it like semi recently. And I guess I'll, he said it in his apology video. I'm not like digging up dirt on him. This is like literally what he said in the video. So he, his tweet was him making a like cheap joke at the expense of like Asian women. And his apology video, he didn't post on his, cha on his YouTube channel. I think he posted it on Twitter only. And I understand why he did that. I think it makes sense. You post the apology it. where the mistake was made, I suppose. Is yeah, it, or, I think. Or do you think it should have been put on YouTube as well? I don't know because on YouTube, I think the reach is far wider hmm. because that's where all of your audience is. Yeah. I think on Twitter, I guess it made sense because that's where the mistake was made, and maybe he was—that's where he was getting angry fans, hmm. <laughs> but. Personally, I didn't have a problem with that. I just thought it was very interesting because a lot of people don't know about it because I think the apology mm. was good. And in his apology video, he was just like, hey guys, here's the shitty tweet I made. He literally put it on the screen. He was like, this is what I said. It was stupid. It was wrong. Back in 2016, I was into like edgy humor and it was just a dumb, stupid joke. I'm sorry. And then he was like, I know this won't make up for the things that I did, but I'm donating a shit ton of money to Asian charities. And that's it. It was like literally a minute long. And all the reception in the comments were really good because someone reposted it up onto YouTube because that's what people do. And yeah, as an Asian woman, I was like, yeah, this checks out. <laughs> like, I don't know, like I believe it. And then I thought to myself like, why do I like this apology and not like other ones? What makes this one good? And maybe it was because I think he's shown in his videos in general that he's obviously not racist. My follow-up question to that would be, it's really interesting you say that because it is something that, that was something that directly affected you. And obviously you aren't uh, yeah, you don't know every one of his audience, but did you feel amongst your friends who are also Asian American women who knew about that situation? Maybe they didn't, but like, do you how, how did you feel like they agreed with you on that, or did you feel like there was like a disparity? Like, what did you think feel like the consensus was? Out of curiosity, if your friends even <laughs> watch were, YouTube, I saw a lot of <laughs> no IRL, no, because I don't, I don't really have other. I wish I did. I don't really have other Asian women friends in real life, <laughs> but, but online, I saw a lot of, as an Asian, I accept this apology. I saw a lot of that in the comments. I think maybe it was because of how straight up he was and he was like not beating around the bush and being like, listen guys, I was a, I was a freaking stupid idiot. This is dumb and racist and I'm sorry. So. Well, that's interesting. And I think, I mean, it's yeah that wasn't too out of pocket no not at all I, 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 and it's what you said at the beginning did you know about this i didn't and i guess that's part of that as you say is because it was received well 
Um, yeah. And that's interesting, I think, because... Right, like, I genuinely yeah. don't... Like, to me, it is so obvious that he's not racist. Like, I just... I was surprised when you told me that that was the situation because right. I, I mean, again, like, I don't know if the apology sufficed, can't say. But yeah, I was very surprised when you said that because I hadn't, there's no indication right. in his work that he Actually, feels like that about people. All three of our favorite funny white guys had something like that. Really? <laughs> I'm just exposing all of this <laughs> In a loving way, I think we need to talk about it. Because you it's, feel like they handled uh, it well. I did. I do think they handled it well. Wait, I think when it's you say very funny obvious. white guys, you mean Drew, Danny, Curtis, and Curtis. Yes. Okay, go on, go on. Actually, so Curtis in a tweet also when he was like a young teenager said the f word against gay people mm. in a tweet, and somebody dug it up, and I, this was a while ago. I don't know if I'm getting all the details correctly. I think he he replied and apologized and I think he actually kind of clapped back at someone digging up his past saying us something like that the importance of deleting old so... tweets though gotta say <laughs> well just considering he's so it's so obvious that Curtis is pro gay rights and trans rights it is so obvious in his videos so it's like digging up a tweet like that from like 2012 felt like you're doing it on purpose to try to cancel him like right. yes it was a wrong thing for him to say in a tweet at the same time i just think there's uh, it's just such a weird dichotomy of yes it's wrong are there more important things we need to look at when considering this and also we got to look at ourselves because i think if i were to right. um give curtis a hard time for that i don't know how old he was when he made that but if it was from when he was a teenager um I think it was, yeah. Yeah, as someone who is a queer, um, I've I I don't know what exact phrases, but I'm sure I said and did homophobic things. Little did I know. The homo and exactly, of me, and I did. But... That's why I'm like, am I gonna am I gonna sit here and throw stones from a glass? What what's the phrase? Uh, glass houses. Throw stones from like... a glass house. <laughs> yeah, because well, it's like I. Growing up, like, you have to look at how these people grew up. Like, I hate to, I don't want to come off like a, a sympathizer with these people. Children aren't just, like, homophobic and racist out of nowhere. No. You have to look at how these people grew up, what environment they grew up in. Like, I've seen people being like, you're 16, 17, you should know better. You should know better. And it's like, in a way, yes. In another way, can you imagine growing up? in a homophobic family, all your mm. extended family is homophobic, you're and religious in that way that perpetuates homophobia. Mm -hmm. You grew up in a in a very rural, isolated place in like Kentucky, and you're surrounded by only white people, only white people who are Christian race. I don't mean to I'm sorry, Christians. <laughs> the, the type of Christians that I know you mean perpetuate like homophobia and are yeah. right, right, and are very against it. At 16 years old, I'm sorry to say, you don't know better. You'd think you do, but you don't. Your brain doesn't and stop developing until you're 25 odd. Um, 
that too. I, I just think we need to, people want to look at it very black and white. I think we need to look at where these people are coming from. Not like sympathizing with them saying, oh, this is right. But like, you're racist because you're stupid and you're racist. And it's like, okay, I think this is a bigger societal problem. Like, I don't just think it's this one person that is racist. No, that's like, a, and it's allowing people to um, grow and get, yeah. I mean, it's tricky when I'm, I always find this hard to navigate because it's like, if it's concerning something that doesn't affect me personally, I can't comment on it because it's not up to me to forgive. But when, for example, if I see someone who's made like misogynistic jokes in the past, homophobic jokes in the past, you know, things that do affect me, right? I do yeah. think, okay, what do you have to show for yourself now? What does your track record look like for the past few years, right. like you said? And right. what are you doing right now? And if that person is being a good ally, that says to me that they've grown and learned. And I, what I can't remember who it was but someone made a really good tweet and it was like if you don't cringe at yourself from five years ago you haven't grown and I think that's a really good yeah. point like I even at age 20 like I look at my politics back then and I think oh nah I, I didn't say oh my gosh I was watching your your grazing hell episode with Ethan is online yes and what he was saying about it was such a good episode. What he was saying about, uh, like, he used to be stuck in that, like, Jordan Peterson pipeline. We all have an edge like, phase. Right stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, that's the phase that I went through. And mm. I feel so embarrassed oh, about of course. it. Because I look back now and I'm like, that's what I am mostly, like, ashamed of. And I think somebody eventually is going to, like, dig that up and be like, look at her. She, and I'm like, I'm not like that anymore I promise we all yeah exactly <laughs> like I'm I, just so oh my god I'm so embarrassed no me too and like you know it's exactly terrible. like I had my edgy atheist phase and it was very cringy and obnoxious um yeah. but luckily I wasn't on the internet at the time and this is another thing we've got to bear in mind is that gen z are on the right. internet much more than you know I'm, I'm a younger millennial right so we just got to understand that it's like I was saying just as stupid shit as you are right now, but I I happen to not have it logged on, and that's just an advantage, right? Yes. So you got to exactly. There's so much to take into account, and I agree. I think giving people yeah space to be better. Um, to obviously grow. there are limits to that. Um, with certain things, right? Right, but you know I completely agree someone that's why everything is yeah. gray it really is and it's also everyone will have different uh boundaries like some people you know mm. I might forgive certain misogynistic jokes or whatever that other women can't forgive and that's valid that doesn't mean they're wrong right um, and same with me exactly that's right. why I feel like this is my own like opinion almost because I've yeah. been on both sides of it where I have been the edgelord and I've been on the receiving end of racism and edginess. And I'm just like, okay, I, I get it. Like there are a lot of teens, specifically mostly teen boys that go through this phase and then hopefully are embarrassed by it when they grow up. There's some things about my past that I look back and I think, oh, wow, yikes, 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 yikes. And yikes, I think- Yikes, super yikes indeed. Super yikes, I just yeah. Feel like a lot more people go through stuff like that that they don't want to admit because they mm. want to sit on this moral high horse and be like look that person did bad thing i'm mm -hmm. not that bad mm -hmm. but it's like dude you cannot tell me 
that you weren't like 15 and you said something really dumb and hurtful mm. like you can't tell me you didn't do that like we're all not perfect <laughs> exactly we all did something racist homophobic mean bad betrayed your friend did something you regret like you can't just and not to um, offset responsibility but i think another big factor right. is you talk about people making jokes in a certain year a lot of that time the year is 2016 and it's if you talk about yeah YouTube it is. Isn't that in weird? 2016 and what the fucking landscape of youtube was like back then it was a hellscape and the most popular content was like anti-feminist kind of yes it you know was, dude. being left wing on youtube was radical back then hella radical i used to be like oh Look at those SJWs, like, oh, blue-haired so feminists. <laughs> oh, oh my God. I like look at look back on that and I like puke a little bit. Mm, <laughs> How I course. used to think about these things. And we all go through those phases, you know. I went through the phase where I was like, I'm a I'm a rational, calm feminist. I'm not like those other feminists. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, yes, I used to go through like I'm not like other girls. Oh yeah. Like same. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like and now I'm like, oh shit, another girl who plays video games. Let's go. Like, yeah. It makes me happy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so now that we've talked about good apologies, or at least uh, perceived apologies that was perceived well, I feel like it's only fitting that we talk about bad apologies. So in your video, you focused on two particular apologies, <laughs> both... Um, about very serious issues, but one of the apologies, and I hate to say this because the person accused was accused of something very horrible, it was assault. So it's not a funny topic, but their apology right. was fucking hilarious. <laughs> and I just- Yes, exactly. It was comically bad. And do you wanna, and I think you know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Sienna May. Um, tell me about oh, that yes. situation. Tell us. So, if the listeners are unaware, Sienna May is a body positivity TikToker who who had a friend named Jack Wright, and I think they're both like seventeen, eighteen, or something, eighteen, mm. nineteen, something like that. And this happened over the course of many months or a year can't remember exactly, but mm. Sienna Mae would repeatedly, repeatedly sexually assault him after he kept saying no many, 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 many times to the point mm. where she had sexually assaulted him. There is video proof of this. Yes. As if, you know, we shouldn't need proof, but like um, there's video proof of her sexually assaulting Jack while he was, I think, drunk semi-unconscious she didn't look very conscious and in yeah i'm just gonna say allegedly no, so i don't get sued but asleep you know yes allegedly you want to know her apology for it it wasn't even an apology it was a dance video of her dancing to a song called young by sam smith and it was like an interpretive dance video and she's just and that's what I mean when I say her apology was funny. Obviously, the situation is right. terribly the sad. and was, my heart goes up to Jack. hilarious. Yeah, but just the apology, you know, when it's just so bad, all you can do is laugh. It's just fucking like, what the fuck are you it's doing? It's absurd. And it, it's so funny because the lyrics to the song mm, are mm -hmm. 
so funny because the song's about being young and making mistakes while you're young mm. perhaps some of the things i would i was talking about earlier was just like being stupid mm-hmm. um assaulting someone she used this song to say get a little wild get a little high kiss a hundred boys if you want to judge me go and load the dun- go and load the gun i've done nothing wrong i'm young and didn't she start the video being like i'm so grateful that god has given me this platform and all this shit and it was just like the most um i don't know how to describe it just very tone deaf perhaps (laughs) self-flagellating shit ever like imagine like i'm sorry as a youtuber to be like god has given me this platform it's like no how self-righteous can you get no god has given me this you got lucky we all got lucky that's it (laughs) she's like if i can inspire one person then i've done what i was put on this earth to do verbatim (laughs) also this this had to have got through so many people you you made this point in your video it's like she has a team right she has a manager she has like friends she has the people that film the video and they all were like, yep, this looks good. You should post it. People will love it. Holy crap. Terrible apology, which made backlash worse and did not fly under the radar. Mm. Ooh, boy. We, I, I, I feel like if it weren't for that, we would have no idea who this person is because she's a TikToker and no. we're not the target demographic. I didn't have any idea. Right. And that, that's the point you were making earlier, is that these terrible apologies, you know an apology is bad when someone who's never heard of you comes across it. Exactly. That's, oof, man. I was just thinking, remember another historically bad apology? Uh, Logan Paul's apology when he filmed someone, <laughs> a victim of suicide in the suicide forest in Japan. And it is another comically bad apology for an absolutely heinous offence. Um, but he was fine after. He was fine in that YouTube removed his, uh, YouTube did remove his monetization for a bit, but because of that guy, it changed the landscape of YouTube and ads for everyone else. Oh, it caused did. A, it, remember, it caused that apocalypse too. I think the second one. Oh my gosh! I think yeah, yeah Logan Paul's thanks for that. Yeah. Thanks, so this shit, you know, yeah. You can, uh, as much as I maybe people don't want to hear it, unfortunately, I don't know. You can always come back from something like that, apparently, because now Even a bunch of people you like shouldn't. Oh, right. I, I mean, a, a if, bunch of people like Logan Paul now. Right, and um, Shane Dawson. Like, I know people roast him, but like, he's getting a lot of views. I know, right? I've like checked in on his channel and I'm like, how are you still getting millions upon millions of views still? If you just and have dedicated enough fans. Yeah, it's amazing, really. Uh, he either has his comment section filtered out or he's getting Perhaps. a lot of positive. <laughs> yeah. Like his latest video has 3.4 million views. Wow. It's crazy. Amazing. <laughs> really, just. So basically, you could probably kill a guy and get away with it if you're Shane Dawson. (laughs) Oh, apparently. (laughs) Wow. Should we test this out, Gabby? Should we both, like, kill someone? 
and see. Yeah, let's try it and see how long it takes. To who's more cancelable? Yeah, who's got the more dedicated <laughs> audience? Oh no. Well, I think I think just over the years, Logan Paul's just made this redemption arc for himself. Mm. I don't know how. I don't know why. I think it's because the bar was so fucking low that like when Jake and Logan Paul act like human beings, people are like, oh my God, they're actually not that bad. It's like, no, they're just acting like human beings. They're just not acting like total pieces of shit. They're not good people and they won't be. They're just not acting like completely heinous monsters right now. So your your perspective is warped. I think he's gone through some change in like branding and just the way he brands himself now, especially with Impulsive, his podcast. I don't know. And like the Pokemon card stuff, like people actually like him now and it's weird to see. So I don't know if that means that he's reflected on his actions or feels bad about it. Like we will never know. So, nah. Yeah, maybe I'm cynical, (laughs) but I I reckon nah. I always have hope in people. Yeah. Uh, I I try to, (laughs) but I'm like, I would hope someone would give me the benefit of the doubt. So I try Uh, to give it out where I can. Exactly. Um, so, you know, let's end this on a high, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't want to end this on Logan Paul. Um, do you want to shout out some of uh, your favorite creators uh, that, yeah, just some of your favorite people that you've of come across recently? Yeah. Well, we can't go without mentioning our favorite, Kunkin, Kunkin Dasner, Duncan. Yes. yes. Our fave. Baby our boy, sweet fave. baby we boy. We love him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, sweet baby boy, Duncan. <laughs> He's great. Um, Jarvis Johnson. He's another goodie. Another sweet, um, I wouldn't maybe. say baby boy, but a sweet boy. A sweet older boy. <laughs> yeah, maybe not a baby boy, a sweet older boy. He's not old, he's like 20 something. But <laughs> I just mean, he just doesn't have that baby face that, um, I mean, he does have a bit of a baby face, no. but you know what I mean? Like Duncan has like baby, baby, maybe baby. And then Jarvis is like, yes, li- like baby, but baby not little baby. face with a beard. You get what I mean. Anyways. Baby with a beard. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, go on. <laughs> Those are the faves so far. Obviously, mm. you. Oh, freaking obviously. And of course, all all the friends that I watch, like mm. our, our favorite white boy, our favorite funny white boys, mm-hmm. love them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick is not green. It's mm. great. Ethan, mm. I I <laughs> I slid into Ethan's DMs to collab, so. <laughs> he hasn't responded yet, everyone. You know what to do. I love that. That's beautiful. Well, those are some good choices and I will link them in the description. And Gabby, do you want to tell the people where they can find you? Yes, I am Gabby Bell. I am youtube.com slash Gabby Bell. Mm-hmm. And One, you spell Gabby <laughs> G-A-B-I. G-A-B-I. With an I, not a Y. Yes, I wasn't trying to be quirky. Yeah, I'm not trying to be quirky. That's just like how they spell it outside of America, so... <laughs> nice that's just the way it is g-a-b-i b-e-l-l-e like bell from beauty and the beast i think mm. i'm on twitter at it's mm. gabby bell instagram at it's gabby bell mm-hmm. 
TikTok at it's Gabby Bell. I'm like, where am I on on social media? Yeah, I think that's it. Right. Well, go check out Gabby. Uh, make sure to check out her work. It's great. It's a lot of fun. Uh, good commentary stuff because commentary is not oversaturated. So if you want to be a commentary YouTuber, make no. videos. Do it. That's my advice. Just do, do it. it. Right. Just okay. In that case, <laughs> shall I do my countdown and we do the bye bye? Oh, we have to do now. the bye bye thing. We've got to do the bye bye, the yes. Toy Story. Right. So I'll count us down <laughs> in five, uh, four, okay, uh, three. Uh, two, uh, one. <gasps> bye bye. <gasps> bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye now. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.